0: Peace, you're tuned into the Edible Activist Podcast. I am your host and favorite edible activist, Melissa L. Jones. On this show, we feed you empowering narratives and perspectives from the voices of emerging Black people and people of color in food and agriculture who are stewarding the land, healing communities, and advocating for food justice and economic power across the globe. Our rich contributions and stories exemplify the spirit of activism in their own edible way. Let's get started. a new, like a new guest. I haven't interviewed this person before and there are a lot of interviews that I've done for the very first time, but you know, I'm very big on bringing guests back because it's not just a one-stop journey, Um, but I'm super excited and just thrilled. And I just have all sorts of butterflies and giggly already because um, we are going to be talking about all things like flowers, right? Y'all know, y'all have heard me before. I love flowers. It brings me so much joy. Um, I've had the privilege of actually having a florist on here before to have conversations Around their experiences and journeys in the agricultural space and um, building their business. And so, I am really, 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 again, just stoked to have our guest for today, um, Shanice Fleming, who is the founder of Queens Cuts Flowers based in Troy, New York. So we got upstate in the building, right? And so um, definitely we'll be talking to Shanice about her business, which is a CSA um, floral business. And so um, for those who aren't familiar with the model, we'll get more familiar with that. I know that you all, you've heard me talk about CSAs as it relates to vegetable production. And so, yes, there are CSAs for 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 flowers as well, you know, so excited to lift up that model. Um, And so I am going to bring Shanice to my virtual stage so that you all can chat with her and say hello. Hey, Shanice. Hi. (laughs) How are you? Okay. Good. I'm super excited to have you on the show. Um, So you even, you know, we haven't, we're just starting, but I'm going to officially stamp you as an edible activist alum. Okay. I just want to do that. Just acknowledging and honoring your work already. You know, I've definitely have tapped in and have been seeing all the wonderful things that ways that you've been contributing to not just your community, but to the planet and to yourself and feeding yourself in this field. And so just excited. And I know that you have, you have a pretty awesome story you know your story you know not not that this is the start start but you know like you had experience like behind in the kitchen you know as a chef and cooking and then finding your way to to agriculture and so just really excited to make those make those connections just hear more about that journey as well and so definitely would like for you to to kick us off and um let's make a connection you know so before we start into the how queen's cuts flower which i love the name by the way got started and i really want to speak more into that, the the inspiration behind that name um i would like to make a connection like back to your inner youth. so now being in this ag space and looking back, like, were there any connections? Were you around folks who grew food, who grew flowers, you know, who um, cultivated the land? Was that even part of your experience growing up, looking back to where, looking, like, starting from where you am, but looking back to where you were, was there a connection that you've been able to make?
1: Um, no, I, I grew up in Southside, Jamaica, Queens, um, a very non-agricultural, I didn't even know that this was a pathway for me, honestly. Um, my grandma that I lived with for most of my life um, while I was living in Queens until I was like 26 um, she's one of 13 from North Carolina and grew up on a farm was one of those um, people one of those black people who moved from rural south in order to pursue a a better life in the north you know Um, so mostly I was just like a new a reg- like a New York City kid, you know, like I wasn't going there was there, there were no community gardens really in my area, at least none that I was a part of. Um and it wasn't something I even remotely thought about doing. Wow.
0: Wow. We wow. also had
1: no plants in the home.
0: Really? No real plants. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Just wasn't
1: even a thought. <laughs>
0: Listen, no no judgment, no judgment. We only had plants yeah. in the house because my dad, even though my parents are from the South, my, a lot of people, I don't speak about this and I actually should have my dad on the show. Um, but my dad has a green thumb, you know, he worked in a greenhouse like in Mississippi. And so like plants are his thing. And I, but funny enough, I didn't make the connection when I was younger. Like, I was just like, why the hell we got all these plants in the house? They're just here. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just sitting here so never I never made that connection but we just had plants all over the house with my dad. yeah that's what it was that's what it was yeah. so grandma were there so grandma you don't did grandma ever spark any conversations about her experience in the land or you just felt like she was just like that's behind me baby I moved up here for a better life and this is it yeah
1: I mean like she moved to New York City in, like the 60s you know what I mean um, so I okay. feel like a lot of our elders around us, like they definitely put that path behind us and behind them and they just work to survive and take care of their families. And, you know, I feel like it's a lot in like black culture, like we don't talk about that or like, it's like, yeah, I used to do that. And it's like this whole part of like uh, their lives, they don't express in full detail, you know?
0: Yeah, it's it's a familiar story. It's It's one of many, yeah. one of many. <laughs> It's very yeah. familiar, very, very familiar. So how did you find yourself in the kitchen? How how did you uh, find yourself in the hospitality industry? You know, cause that, that's a tough, that is a tough industry. As you know, I'm not telling you anything that you aren't familiar with or don't know, but how did you find yourself going down that path of, of culinary?
1: Uh, well, I'm not a part of it anymore. Thank God. Uh, right. I, I was cooking for 10 years, um, Wow. and, I started really young. I started when I was, like, 18,
0: 19.
1: Um, wow. Growing up, I just watched the Food Network. So I think the Food Network kind of, like, came out on, like, Time Warner, which is now Spectrum, whatever. Like, the cable company that we had is around when I was, like, 6 or 7, 5 or 6. So I would watch Emerald Lagasse all the time. Um, and I would watch the Food Network content. Um, and... From there, I was kind of like, I don't really know what I want to do. Like as a kid, but like I always liked food. Um, then I went to school for like accounting and I barely was there because I was working, you know, 12, 14 hour shifts, trying to be able to like take care of myself and, um, just make it. Um, and I grew really tired of it. I got like a repetitive motion injury and I mm-hmm. started to plan my future and my exit out of the kitchen and how that was going to be. And I was like, I really want to not just feed rich people. Like, I don't want to, like, put all this time and effort and energy. Or even, like, community, you know, like, people going out for dinner. Like, I wanted to reach an audience that actually needed the food. And initially, I had started thinking about growing food in Jamaica, Queens since there are, like, a few few lots open. Um, and then I went to, like, um, the Botanical, the Bronx Botanical Gardens, because they have a program um, for, like, horticulture, agriculture stuff. And they told me I needed 500 hours of experience.
0: So no way. I, Shut the door. Okay.
1: Yeah, like, you need it, like,
0: you need experience in order
1: to um, enter the program. So I checked all these like local places and it was just no room for me to learn. Um, I made friends. I moved upstate and I did that seasonally for five years, just like cooking, living with grandma and then going upstate and working on various farms.
0: Wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, that, that I was struck when you said. Oh, wait, uh,
1: wait. And also I didn't take the, I didn't take the program it was a crazy program where like you couldn't work and do it mm-hmm. and oh. yeah so it would have been two years of me not working and just doing that and traveling to the Bronx from Queens which is two hours it's crazy so I didn't I didn't end up going through that program and by like my second year of farming um, it, it just didn't make any sense because I had already fell in love with flowers and I don't yeah i just didn't have it to like the education component
0: yeah yeah you knew you knew your land yeah. you were like no this is it so why and that that's that's, yeah. that's 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 glory for real yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> you save some time money and everything else so. yeah <laughs> oh, really goodness and that just really struck me when you said 500 hours that they were that they were requiring because it makes me think back to a conversation that i had with um and you and i were chatting before we started with um with gail who is the the operator of three part harmony farm here in dc Mm -hmm. and um gail and and gail's team they are just launched a farmer's training program and one of the things that they were really intentional about is um Really having diversi- diversification of skill sets to for folks to apply, so not limiting it to just folks who had experience, you know, in agriculture and so forth, um, but really opening it up because, like, if someone was a librarian and they say, "Hey, like, I really want to get into this work and I'm committed." you could apply right and so we talked about some of those barriers for people especially people of color right entering into these spaces um and so i don't know what the dynamics of the demographic the makeup was at, at, the, at the botanical gardens but um i just i was struck because now i'm just thinking back to that conversation of of them just being really intentional and saying hey we don't want to put up all these roadblocks to um hinder anyone from applying or thinking that they don't have what it takes or you know or expecting them to have all this experience we don't want that you know so um but i'm glad that you found your lane and here we are gonna segue into into your lane you know queen's cuts flower when i first saw that i was just like yes when i heard it i was just like yes (laughs) So definitely want to spend some time uh, you know, talking about, so you, you were you know, working in, in hospitality, culinary for 10 years. That's a long time, mm-hmm. especially. And for someone who's been a part of the hospitality industry, not culinary from the events perspective, but having worked with a lot of vendors, mm-hmm. I've seen it, So, um, but have not experienced it firsthand, but hospitality is, is tough. So moving upstate, and having found your lane having found your love for flowers and knowing you know like this is for me and so then queen's cuts flower farm is that if i'm saying it correctly right <laughs> Please
1: it's, queens me, cut.
0: cuts. it's queen's cut
1: flowers it's no f on the it's not floral uh, cut. It's queens okay cut flowers like queen the borrow like queen cut flowers
0: i got gotcha. you yes i got gotcha. you yeah. awesome so how how did we so Speaking to that, is that where the name originated from, from, you know, the borough? Like, how did the name come about for the, for your business?
1: Well, it actually came about probably a day before, like, I posted that I was going to do the CSA. I thought about what the name of my farm would be for probably, like, I don't know, like, two years or something, right? Like, I was just like, what am I going to name this thing? What am I going to name this thing? And actually, um, my friend who I collaborated with um, this year, Dara um, Silverman. She runs Second Street Farms in Troy. Um, she actually helped me come up with a name. Um, and it was like a five-minute conversation. And I'm just like,
0: okay, yeah, that worked. <laughs> That's it. We're rolling with it. Yeah.
1: Rolling I also like it. didn't want to... It was also important for me coming from the city to hold that close to my heart. Um, mm. Just because it's an unconventional pathway
0: for mm. somebody
1: growing up in New York City to like now do this.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you, I, flowers just hold a special place in my heart. Like they just do. I call them the crayons of agriculture. Like literally, like they're like our little natural, like Crayolas. Cause I, I just love all colors. I don't care what kind of flower it is, I just love it what do flowers symbolize to you, you know, because I know it's something, it has to be, I know it's deeper than the business, it's deeper than the model, um, but what what does it symbolize for you in doing this work as a person of color day by day and what you're building and what you're bringing to, to the community? For me, growing period flowers, of course,
1: for me that's like actively protesting what is going on. Like, I'm not somebody that's going to be in the street. You know what I mean? Like, I've done it, and I know for a fact, like, numbers do matter when people are outside. Um, but I am not built for that. Like, it gets really intense for me. Um, and a lot of people, you know, like, performative acting and all this stuff. Like, for me, growing things is my way of protesting the food system, my way of protesting mm the cut flower industry, which is, um, it's crazy. There's all these, you know, you don't think about it, right? Like you get lilies in the middle of like, um, like now, October, you know, they have to be dry. They have to be shipped from Colombia, or Ecuador from these places, which more than likely are underpaying um, these laborers. Mm -hmm. Um, And from there they're marked up and they're sprayed with heaps of chemicals in the field and I do something completely different and my product looks completely different. And yeah, that's what it is for me. It's really like actively trying to kill the earth, kill myself, kill the people Mm. around me uh, and just show people by doing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I felt that. I felt that. And, you know, it's, you know what you are built for and you know what you're not. And I'm just speaking generally, right? Yeah. And so when we hear, <laughs> the term, right, I know what I'm built for. And, you know, I ain't going, mm-mm. Right, <laughs> I it's know, too I much. I was you. there, the Black Lives Matter protest in Brooklyn. It was too much.
1: It was too it, much. It was a lot for me. Uh, that nice. went have you on my heart for a long time, even now, still thinking about it. I can't even go to concerts
0: and being like the pit, you know what I mean? I, I, I overstand. I <laughs> overstand. I do. I do. And I keep telling people, you know, like I joke when I say this, but I'm like, it's so weird out here in these streets for me. Like I, there's an uneasiness that I still have. And it's uh-huh. from the pandemic itself and what happened during the pandemic, pre-pandemic. Uh-huh. It's heavy. It's very heavy. So I overstand, I totally do. And so when we talk about, you know, and that's why I, I love, you know, you know, and just speaking in terms of the edible activism, it is not, it's not everybody's down in the street protesting and you don't need to do that. There are acts, silent uh-huh. acts, you know, acts that don't need to be, you know, shouted out with a bullhorn. Like, you know, it's, it's, those are those acts that you can still do for yourself for your family, mm-hmm. for your community that is, you know, really opposing <laughs> or pressing against a system that is not designed yeah. for us. It's how I spend my money. Yeah. It's going to, you know, Queen Cuts fla- Queen's Cut Flower Farm to get my flowers. Queen's and cut, flower. <laughs> Queen's cut <laughs> flower farm. Yeah, what am I saying? What am I saying? Queen's cut flower farm. <laughs> is that what I'm not saying? Okay, yeah, what not say. I'm sorry. I'm and I'm up here That's missing, right. missing up the sisters. This is not not intentional, okay? <laughs> but it's it's purchasing from your business and and not yeah. going to a larger retailer where I know for the reasons that you just named that the flowers you know are being shipped uh, from a whole other country, along with a lot of our food, right? So it's yeah. that that is a form of activism. And that is okay. We need more of that. A lot more, <laughs> a lot more of those acts. So I appreciate you for just lifting that up. How has your experience been in, in community in Troy? Because I'm assuming, I, I've lived in New York for a couple of years. I don't think, I've been to Upstate a couple of times. Beautiful, love Upstate New York, never visited Troy though. But making that move from the city to Upstate in building your business, what has building community been like for you? What has been the experience? What has been the feedback? Um, and do you feel like this like this is your place? Like, this is it. Like, I'm supposed to be planted here, even if it's just for a bit, you know? Um, so if you can just speak more to that, I would love to hear more.
1: Um, my experience with community here has been pretty good. Um, Surprisingly, like, I feel like a lot of people have, like, rallied behind me, and, uh, I guess my core group of friends are, they're older, you know, and they, they're, they also do a lot of different things in the community, um, so it was, like, helpful getting plugged in with them and, like, um, having that kind of support, um, and for the most part, people are very accepting, people are very happy, like, I've been on three news channels, um, so the word is, is getting out. Um, yeah, I feel accepted by the community here. Um, but, you know, there is this, it's like kind of desolate in this way, like in upstate mm-hmm. New York. Like it's not, I don't see people who look like me all the time. You know, it's it's, it's it can be very white. And there are black folks who live out here, right? But like, If you parked a car somewhere and you you sat down and you just watched people walk on the street, that same, like, biodiversity, that diversity you get in Queens, which is every single, it's literally, it hosts the largest amounts of people from different places. Mm -hmm. So I went from seeing people brown and all, everything under the rainbow you could ever imagine, like, the most Mm -hmm. diverse places in Queens. from. From going into like these more rural spaces or smaller cities where I don't have that same joy um, in my day to day.
0: Wow. Uh, yeah.
1: So I don't know if Troy is a permanent home for me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my forever home. Um, but I would probably stay here for a while. The rent is cheap. You know, I have somewhere to grow my
0: flowers. <laughs> so it works. Yeah yeah no yeah (laughs) the rent is high the food is high everything is high yeah yeah (laughs) oh my goodness well let's uh definitely want to chat to about the model you know so in in your chosen model for you know to it's it's a CSA correct I, it, uh-huh. the the model for for your business and so uh-huh. which I'm assuming is you know CSA is a CSA but the for folks uh-huh. who are familiar with community supported agriculture I'm part uh-huh. of a CSA it's getting your flowers on whatever you know cadence that you deliver those whether it's weekly or bi-weekly and so um Uh did you know that that was a route that you wanted to go when you start the business or is that was something that you were consulting on with like thought thought partners or um because i I think uh i love csa's and i think it's a wonderful model but you know how has that been for you and to support um to, to support your business financially do you think it's something that works
1: Um, yeah, I, so I started, I, I always, like, when I, well, always, when I initially was like, I'm not working for, uh, white folks who, you know, don't really understand that, like, agriculture was built on slavery, and you can't have interns live in a shack with, uh, no water, it's not right. Um, (laughs) when I got tired of that, I, I was like, okay, well, I would have a CSA, it's for me, it's the easiest way because you're getting the money up front. So in the spring, you have time to like prepare, buy the stuff that you need, and everything is just like one lump sum, right? I charge to to two, two hundred dollars, like plus tax, for the CSA, and then I do sliding scale for black parents. Um, hmm. And you know, I say sixty bucks minimum. Oh, and then also like people have brought shares. And I've gifted them to other people who were like, I can't afford this. And the qualifications are just like being a black or brown person Mm -hmm. and having a child. People with kids go first, you know, the kids have to be first. And then other people who like want to join, who, you know, don't have children or whatever, they're just like young and kind of broke or don't have it like that. I will gift the share to them. And, Mm -hmm. um, I also will do design work um, and also have people, you know, contact me and I make bouquets or, um, you know, I did something with like the birth network here um, and they help like black women um, and they have like doulas and midwives um, and they had like a little event and um, I donated some stuff to them. Yeah. I just try to, I don't really have the large structure, so, or like the large large refrigeration, so I'm limited in what I can do. Um, Mm -hmm.
0: So, yeah. You don't have it yet. You will. I will have it. Yes. 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 You will. You (laughs) will. You will. And I'm just I'm jealous as I wish I was in Troy to you know invest in your CSA because I would. I totally. Well, you could buy a share for someone else. And yeah, you can I know guess.
1: that it's it's going to a, a a person who needs it, you know.
0: Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing mm-hmm. that. I will definitely take that consideration because I, I love to do yeah. stuff like that. And you yeah. know, I I also acknowledge that um again for someone who invests into a CSA, it it is a privilege, you know. I I reckon I recognize that. Like it really is. I you know it it just is. I say that you know I buy into a CSA and it is a privilege and um i love the fact that my my our local farmer does the same thing you know with with csa's and um um you know for those who aren't able to afford it if there are boxes and stuff left over you know just really having that reach out to families who would not otherwise be able to afford a box of produce um, especially families families mom kids you know it's 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 a lot it's a lot but thank you for sharing that um as you've already spoken to, the floral industry does not look like many of us. Does not, you know, not too many Shanice's walking around here, you know, not no. at all, right? <laughs> <laughs> at all, at all but um we are changing that because you know your business is here and there are other black florists you know who are doing phenomenal work um and so i'm hoping that that changes i'm hoping that a lot of things change within the agriculture industry right (laughs) let's just say that and so um from what I understand, and actually I think I've listened to um, one of the um, news um, um, uh, clips that you were on and that you are part of a group of Black women florists, Black florists that support each other because this industry um, is so white. It's so white. And so just speaking to that, pardon me, what are some of the resources that you feel like you still need or you need in order to scale your business and as a black person in this space that you don't have access to, you know, that would be easier for our white counterparts at arm's length, you know, just to reach out and just boom, be able to scale their business. You know, what, what are some of those key things that you feel like you still need in order to scale?
1: Well, I, I'm pretty lucky right now. Um, I'll say that my, very wonderful and and close friends actually purchased land. Um, these are Jewish white couple, um, and I'm going to be working on on their land. Um, no strings attached. Just like make a vegetable garden. Like don't use much water. You know,
0: for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but before it was land access. You know, I'm. Struggling chef, right? And then, well, I was making pretty money when I was cooking, but trying to transfer out of that, not working because I'm doing the CSA, and also because it's not like New York City where I can get a job pretty much talking my way into anything. Um, Mm -hmm. They want uh, at least a bachelor's degree. They want somebody who isn't going to put up as much as a fight or have as many opinions. Um, just like a complacent, mm. conformed, you know. Um, right. They don't care about meeting diversity quotas up here. Um, and also, there's just a lot of sensitivity training that that needs to happen. Um, so I think immediately my obstacles would be if I decided to really scale up would be refrigeration.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and this would require me building uh, like kind of a small cooler outside with a cool bot inside cool bot is something you know it works on an ac unit like a regular ac unit and it's just like this little computer you slap it on and it like controls electrics the ac into like making any room a fridge
0: okay because i was like educate me because i don't know what that is thank you yeah (laughs) cool
1: bot bot basically could like you could build a structure a certain way put an AC in it and then connect the cool bot to it and it makes
0: it a Very cool, very cool, thank you. Uh,
1: A lot of people realize this, but like uh, refrigeration is a really big thing if you're growing flowers, um, because that allows you to cut in advance and hold flowers. Um, Some things hold for weeks, you know, um, if they're cut closed. Um, Like peonies can be at a certain stage and you could put them in the fridge and they will not open in the fridge because they're tricked into like thinking they're asleep. You know what I mean?
0: Wow.
1: So it it makes the flowers I, I always say like crispy, you know? So they let's say hot outside, they'll get wilted. You put them in the fridge, they'll perk up and become like crispy and like open, mm. you know, nice. I
0: uh, learned so refrigeration. Okay. okay.
1: And then also I'm trying to think. I think like long term, um, probably just like getting it together and like having my own space and like being mm-hmm. able to like do the programming that I want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, could I
1: elaborate on this or is there more?
0: No, you can I... elaborate. Okay. Yes, please. Yeah. So, listen, I'm up here just like <laughs> soaking it all so in. I- yes. It's like, I have the CSA,
1: right? But, like, my intention is not to really... It's a business, you know what I mean? It's very funny. Um mm-hmm. And so is all the other design work that I do. Um, but I want to create space and facility for, for Black, brown, women, um, people. Um, and I want to be able to, like, have a healing center um, and just, like, have structure and, like, basically be a facilitator on my land, right? Like have a barn space that's a design studio for me. And then like be able to have that space rented out or of low cost and have like all these black people who work in wellness come by and hold space and like, you know, reach out to people in the city who need to get away, who have never seen nature or or been around Mm -hmm. any of that. Um, So I kind of just want to like curate a safe space uh, for people that is not only for my own profit or benefit, but for the benefit of others.
0: Oh my. All yeah. right. We put that out there, Shanice, that's happening. <laughs> it's happening. Oh, so. <laughs> and I'm be the, I, I'm yeah. listening, whatever I can do to support, it's happening. I love that i love that i recently um i know an amazing um black florist here and Mm -hmm. she hosted um she does these really great flower labs and i had her host one for me at my place and i needed it for my own mental health um wellness because i am um like i said the pandemic has been very really weird and i'm still affected by it i tell people i am very open about that like it's still going on it's still happening. It's still going on. Everyone forgot. It's, it's still happening. Yes. I'm like, did <laughs> it's like, it still yeah? I'm like, y'all are just moving on living your <laughs> best lives. Mass. And I'm over here yeah. like biting my nails. <laughs> like, what is going on here? Like, this is strange. And so yeah. with that, I know that I need to for me, I made an intention to host something like very intimate, you know, with close people, oh. um, that would contribute to, you know, my mental health and well-being. Yeah. And so when I learned that she was doing these amazing flower labs, we did a eucalyptus um, shower bunch, like making shower bunches. And when I say my place smelt like a heavenly floral bath of some sorts, the entire, yeah. I mean, like she brought in all these flowers. Like I mm-hmm. was just in like this, this really even more safe haven that just felt immediately great. So when you were talking about. This much larger space like I just it is so needed because I knew that I needed it. And so I was telling my friends, I said, listen, like, yeah, I kind of did this for you, but I really did this for me. And I just invited you guys (laughs) (laughs) because I really needed it. Right. But um, I love that, you know, you're you know, I know that you've had your own, um, you know, uh experiences and trauma in and, and, and farming in and farming spaces, right? And just being a black person, we just carry it comes with having trauma, right? Um, but also, you know, I think it says a lot in not just centering yourself and just the model and the business, but like people. So yeah. contributing to people and the planet, you know, it's just, I, I think that's amazing and I recall it, it's going to happen. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I love that. I do. <laughs> so we are going to wrap up in just a moment, but in, in, um, I think this is a, another great segue into calling out, you know, um, and also let me, let me just back up. Thank you for that, that education for flowers, because. I know that we have not t- dived into a lot about, uh, floral education and I didn't know none of that. Okay. I just know, people don't right?
1: know how it works. People don't know how it works. And like one more thing, like, yes, I please. feel like brides are really conditioned to needing a certain thing and what needs to happen are people who are getting married or need flowers. They need to think about what region they are in, what grows around you, what is available. Right. Like if it's right now, maybe there's some stuff out there that didn't you know didn't get frosted, right mm-hmm. but also like then it becomes like dry flowers, right like now I'm like using the other stuff to dry, or yeah. well, if at a certain time colors. of the month, you're not gonna get something from me that i don't I don't live in in ecuador i'm not I'm not in zone seven, I'm zone five, right, mm-hmm. so a lot of the stuff I use most commercial florists would consider a weed or, or something that's just, like, outside, right? But really? like, you've seen my Instagram, right? Like, you've mm-hmm. seen, like, all the things I'm using. Like, these are, like, asparagus fronds. These are, like, um, milkweed. Um, it's, it's like, weird, you know, native and, like, perennial and, and things that, like, really should be in our landscapes um, mm-hmm. instead of, like, throwing grass seed out. Um,
0: so... Right. And you're over in Troy just, you know, bringing, you know, all the, all the pollinators, okay? Got all the things buzzing around, while well, I know did over the summer.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, that's... so that's another a part of my mission, too. I mean, I know, you know, I know that doesn't come easy. Obviously, like, I'm not, I'm not a non-profit. I'm not one of those people who's going to, like, sit here and be fake about it. Like, if mm-hmm. somebody comes to me with the right amount of money and they want me to order those flowers, I'm going to order them and make the mm-hmm. design, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but ideally like that is not the kind of work that I, I do. And I, I really want people to like know, like you do not need these tropical flowers like when you need them and right now, like it, it yeah. is bad.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really with the bad. business, yeah, it comes that education piece, right? And then yeah. also, first of all, not everything is for everybody. So, you know, yeah. like if you like listen and I get it, it's like you are growing what is available, what's in season, mm-hmm. hyper locally, like that is your mission. And I think yeah. you know, and you know, I you can't blame everyone you know it's just like people just they just think flowers no, are flowers but it's, they don't, don't know, where know. They,
1: come from. they just don't know That's I grew exactly. up not really knowing until I started to cook right like I just didn't know it's not something they teach in school no
0: I didn't know either yeah. until I became a Grown as adult, <laughs> <laughs> right? I was like, "Oh, also, these... supermarket, right? Exactly, exactly." So I'm like, oh no, yeah. And by the way, I love dry flowers. Okay, so you know, I'll walk down yeah. the aisle with some dry flowers any day. I love them; they're beautiful. It's, it's, it's in season. It's in yeah. season. Like it's a, <laughs> <You don't> need... <laughs> it's a winter wedding.
1: You don't need. It's a winter wedding. Don't need need all this crazy
0: stuff. You know what? And with that, you need to, to, you know, this is a plug. If you want to do it, you need to start a course. I'm, I'm great for plugging <laughs> things for to make extra money. Do a course this because we need that education. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, I definitely need to uplift your GoFundMe because I'm about to drop that in the chat. And for those who are listening, I really want, you know, um, listeners to support your business and everything that you have going on. And if you are not in Troy, like myself, I'm in D.C., consider buying a share so that we can give someone who needs it, you know, so definitely want to push that out. Um, so just in another way of supporting your business and the resources that you need, um, I'm going to drop the GoFundMe um, <clears throat> there in the chat for listeners who come across Um you know the segment, and encourage you know them to 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 support. And y'all size me up. You know, like I supported since last week. I saw this; it was no question, like no question at all. Um, so, Queens Cut Flower Farm, please support, 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 um, and. It's been a pleasure to talk with you, Shanice. It's been such a yeah, pleasure. Yes. <laughs> and we have, yes, I agree. I agree. Such an inspirational story. Thank you for sharing. Yes. I, I totally agree. I totally agree. And I look forward to all the things that you have manifested <laughs> up. Right? So. Oh, you know, that's the she's... little bubble
1: that comes up as a person. Who was that? That was Joe.
0: Oh, yep. Sorry. Yep. Joe. Such oh, that's an my
1: partner. Story. Hey, Joe.
0: <laughs> Thanks for showing up, Joe. Yes. That's my is. man. That's <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for showing up. Thanks for showing up. Awesome, Joe. We appreciate you. We so appreciate you. So, I also um, dropped your handle into the chat, but just let folks know where to cool. find you from your mouth on Instagram. Go find me, you know, your website, all the things.
1: So, website is still downloading. Um, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Queens with a Z and X cut X flowers. And that's my Instagram handle. Um, And you could just go to the GoFundMe. um, Just type in GoFundMe and go under the Heroes tab and you'll see my story. And
0: um, you can donate from there. Yes. And it's a beautiful story. Yep. Hit play, y'all. Hit play on that. Mm-hmm. I also listened to the the segment that they did as well. It's phenomenal. Really great yep. piece. Um, so before we wrap up, Shanice, one edible act that anyone can take today after listening to this show? Huh,
1: one act. I, I think I'm just going to repeat this again. I think just really buckling in and Maybe, like, oh, I think just, like, questioning where you're buying produce and flowers and goods from, looking at the back of those labels, looking at, listen, we're all, like, struggling. Like, people, people are broke right now. Conventional vegetables are cheap. Um, but there are pathways. Um, there's free fridges. Like, there's a free fridge... Here in the capital region, I know there's free fridges uh, downstate in the city too. Um, just like, and the, those are stocked with farm produce or mills. Um, but just really questioning where you're getting your products from, looking at the back of those labels. That that also is a part of it. And like actually being like, okay, this is trash. I'm not gonna buy it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like I don't know where this comes from. It's unusually large and just tastes like water. You know, just like uh-huh. really and think you, about it.
0: And when you've had some really great produce locally celery locally.
1: is not the same celery it is in the supermarket
0: uh-huh. or yeah. Neither is a tomato. <laughs> tomato
1: <laughs> people always eat tomatoes. Tomatoes actually taste really good. You just have never had a real tomato. They're not supposed to taste like uh grainy water, you know.
0: Amen <laughs> to that. Hey, yeah. of that. All right Shanice thank you so much again thank you all for tuning in again if you have not subscribed to the channel please find food talks in color on YouTube hit that subscribe button like love it with your heart drop a comment let us know what you loved about the show support um, Shanice's GoFundMe page I have dropped her links into the chat support 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 um, and so as always y'all be safe out there peace until next time Thanks for tuning in. You can catch today's episode on iTunes, Spotify, and Simplecast. And be sure to follow us at Food Talks in Color. That's just the letter N on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And did you know we are on Patreon? This is a way for you to take action and support our mission of amplifying BIPOC voices on the Edible Activist Podcast. Visit patreon.com backslash foodtalksincolor to learn more peace and blessings and remember in the great words of baba Tariq adunu there is no culture without agriculture